0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times. One Olympic goal, two senior world titles, one Thomas Cup triumph, 27 badminton World Federation World Tour and Super Series titles and more than 100 consecutive weeks as world number one. There's no men's singles player as dominant as Victor Axelsen now. Hi, I'm David Lee and this is Sports Talk. In today's episode, we are privileged to have Denmark's Victor Axelsen to talk about his amazing journey to the top, ahead of the start of a new season which includes the Paris 2024 Olympics. Here's my interview with Victor Axelsen. Hi Victor, happy new year and you just turned 30 on 4th of January so happy birthday as well. Congrats on your fifth season ending title at the BWF World Tour finals. Do you sometimes look back and think how far you have come?
1: First of all, thank you so much. Yes, I do often look back and You know, really appreciate the progress and everything I've been able to achieve so far. To have won the year-ending finals for the fifth time as the only player ever um, is obviously something which means a lot to me. And as I also stated in one of my other interviews, the tournament is pretty special to me because it was also my really, you know, a breakthrough title for me back in 2016. So you know, these titles, they hold a special place in my career, you can say.
0: From that gangly 1.9-metre teenager who turned pro in 2010 but was still feeling insecure about your height, what clicked?
1: I think from turning pro in 2010 and growing taller and taller, I think when I had my first really good result already back in, I think it was 2011 at the Singapore Open where I beat Bao Chulai, it really gave me the confidence that even though I was a taller player, um, you know, if I was able to to manage and to working my weaknesses, but don't forgetting my strengths. I think that I had a really, really good uh, opportunity to, to really get far because I realised that many players, you know, they don't have the opportunity to play and train that much against a tall player like me. Um, so I was able to generate a lot of steep ankles and my attack was really good from a young age. So if I could improve my defence, I knew that it would be a, a unique opportunity for me to sort of have the full package as a player.
0: Some observers have noted how relaxed and in control you seem to be on the court. Do you agree and does that come with an appreciation and self-awareness of how good you are?
1: I think being relaxed on court and stuff like that is is something which comes with also having success on court and knowing that the concept you're following and the the way you train and the way you play matches and prepare. You know, when you have proof of concept (laughs) over so many times and you have won so many tournaments, it, it gives you confidence that if you know how your, you know, state of mind and and physical preparations has been and stuff like that. You sort of know that if you can keep calm and, and play relaxed, you know that that most likely will give you a good opportunity to have a good result. So I think not only having won that many titles, but also really knowing my body gives me the relaxed mindset when I go to the important matches. Off the court,
0: you also seem to be in control. Learning Mandarin, how you want to train independently, starting a family at the prime of your badminton career and sometimes being critical about BWF decisions, how do these also play a part in your success?
1: I think off the court, you know, from a really young age, I've known that, you know, what I want to do and how I want to do it. Obviously, it's sometimes it has been hard to really know if what you're doing is, is the right thing to do, especially when I was young and I was tweaking around with training methods and way of eating, dieting and stuff like that. I sometimes have been a little bit too stubborn and and go you know went down a path which wasn't the right for me but with the experience and with the experimenting with different stuff I found my own path and I'm not afraid to speak out what I think is right when I say I want to do something I really try to do something and I believe that staying true to yourself is really a big part of my success and you know I don't try to play a character on the court or off the court when you when you meet me you meet Victor and I think that's a really, really important part because I don't waste any energy trying to be something I'm not and uh, I don't really try to disguise anything uh, and that's really important for me. So what
0: would you say is your greatest strength in badminton and where can you still improve?
1: I would say that my strengths are, you know, obviously still my attack but I think being able to play in a really, really high pace over a long period of time, physically and mentally, I can really play for a long time and in a high pace. And I don't mind that it gets really, really tough because I really believe in my own um, you know, physical abilities. But I do still feel like I have more things to improve, some footwork uh, stuff and stuff like that, all small details which I'm working on.
0: Who do you think is the greatest player in badminton and how do you think you compare with the greats? Is this something you're actively chasing?
1: Well, if you look at results and and just the impact of the sport in general and stuff, I think Lin Dan is is the greatest of all time. To be honest, I don't like to compare myself to any of the other legends. You can you can call them obviously. I just try to be the best version of Victor Axelsen. And if you look at the things I've won and all the major titles I hold right now, you know I've been able to actually, you know, to achieve everything I set out to do. And I'm not only turning thirty now, so there's still a long road ahead of me. Hopefully. And I don't try to compete with anyone or anything about being the GOAT. I just try to stay true to myself and I really enjoy the, the ride I'm on and the journey I'm on. And it's up to people to have their own favourites and to have their own um, opinions about who's the biggest of all time. But if you look at it from a rational perspective, you cannot deny that Dan is the greatest of all time when it comes to results.
0: So we saw you interacting with the crowd at the World Tour Finals in China. And you were also seen playing badminton with kids on the street is this something that comes to you naturally or is there also a recognition of your responsibility as a star player to promote your sport, which is still trying to grow in other parts of the world
1: to be honest the interactions which has been you know which have been posted on the social media and stuff like that it's again it's just being myself um I love to be in a position where I can motivate and where I have, you know, an impact on people. You know, it takes so little to do a difference for for many people around the world and many people, they look up to us as players. And to be able to uh, motivate and to inspire, especially the younger generation, is a privilege I don't take for granted. So I really try to use it and, you know, to promote uh, badminton and and just show other people and try to... um, let them understand that I'm just a normal person who took up badminton and took it very seriously and had fun with it as well and uh, hopefully you can give them the belief that they can do it as well
0: is there anywhere you don't get recognized on the streets these days
1: <laughs> yeah there is still a lot of places in the world where I don't get recognized um but I really do appreciate the you know the recognition and the support and obviously you know I've become more and more well known as the the time goes by and I really really appreciate the support you know, 99.9% of the people I meet are all really supportive and, and really sweet. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really privileged to be in this situation. And I appreciate every single person who supports me and uh, who watch me play.
0: Obviously, an Olympics year ahead. What are your aspirations for 2024? And do you have a plan for how long you're still going to play for?
1: I'm still working with Sean Casey. He's taking care of all my physical um, training and my nutrition and everything. My plan for the 2024 is to try to prepare in the best possible way for Olympics. The Olympics is the overall biggest goal by far, so I'll try to um, prioritize my schedule so that I know that I have the best possibility to peak for for the Olympics. For my years ahead, I want to play for as long as I'm still able to be competitive in the biggest tournaments. I take one year at a time, but hopefully I can still play for a handful of years more, three to five years more. I'll see how I feel after a few years here, uh, after two, three years, and then let's see if I have another Olympics in me in, in LA. But I only want to play where as long as I'm healthy and I'm still competitive for the big tournaments.
0: How would you like to be remembered as a player?
1: I want to be remembered as a player who was uh, you know, true to himself both on and off the court and never gave up. Always did my best and also who stayed true to myself even as the success has come and I've won. I've not changed who I am and uh, I'm really proud about that. And that's hopefully also how I I will get remembered.
0: Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or within our Straits Times app. Thanks for listening.